1: Welcome to another sparkling edition of Plank of the Week, the most popular TV show that we do here at Talk Radio TV. And I'm delighted to say for the first time ever, I can't imagine why it's taken this long. We've got Christo Fufas, my fellow broadcaster from Talk Radio. Christo, why have you not done this before? Why has it taken so long? I don't know. I mean, we started of- in January, right? It's now August. August. Be banging on the door of this for eight months, and you finally let me <laughs> well, in. Well, I think it's because you're normally asleep at this time of the day. <laughs> no, but we've so yeah. we've got special dispensation. Emma Webb is here for the, uh, the multi multi times time. First time I don't in the studio. Whatever that is. First time. Are you the first time in the <laughs> yeah. studio? Brilliant. Well, thank you for coming in. We are now, of course, allowed to bring people, human beings, back into the real world where we can actually sit next to one another without having to do it on bloody Zoom. So welcome to Plank of the Week. Don't forget if you haven't done it yet, go and subscribe to the YouTube channel where we've got loads and loads of great stuff going out every single day of the week. Uh, lots from uh, the the talk radio station itself but lots of other stuff as well Um, let's kick things off Emma Uh, was in plenty of planks this week who's your first nomination
2: so my first one is someone that no one will have ever heard of his name is um, Joseph and i pardon me if this is wrong, Ejiofor. Okay. He's the Labour leader of Haringey Council. Of course. Um, And so the context of this is this was reported way back, I think it was in June and then again um, the beginning of this month, that there's a primary school called Rhodes Avenue Primary School that wants to change or the former pupils are campaigning to have the name changed.
1: When you say former pupils, does that mean pupils who once went there but are now activists? Yeah.
2: <laughs> or um, or in this case, the Labour leader of Haringey yes. Council. Yes. Um, and so I don't know whether he's actually a former former pupil or not, but the basically the reason why he's a plank is because they they're lobbying to change the name of this primary school. Um even though it wasn't named after Cecil Rhodes, right. it was named after Thomas Rhodes, right. Cecil Rhodes's grandfather, who I think died when Cecil Rhodes was three, possibly never even right. met him. He right. was just a farmer. Okay. Um, and the reason why they say they want to change the name is um, because of the family's legacy of, quote, white supremacy, imperialism and support for apartheid. So... Just guilty by association. He was his great
1: uncle. That was my mistake. You see, I only thought it was Cecil Rhodes that had that history, Christo. I mean, I didn't realise the whole family tree going all the way back to the year dot was all about white supremacy.
3: The mind gymnastics I've had to do to get (laughs)
1: back to why that's
3: (laughs) controversial. I'm sorry, I nearly booked a holiday to Rhodes. Should I not? <laughs> well, well I, I presumably they'll have to rename at, it, won't they? I, it's I a good job
2: it's called Avenue rather than Road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Exactly.
3: But you know, this, this this sort of ties into, and I know we might get onto this a little bit later, but this idea of <clears throat> trying to cancel history and, you know, one of the ones I had in consideration this week was Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, yeah. you know, the, the the pair of actors. And they have issued this sort of heartfelt apology for somewhere where they got married um, in 2012, which was a former plantation, Boone Hall, very famous former plantation in the States. It's not been a plantation for 165 years, yet they are huge hugely upset and hugely apologetic for the fact, this is after they donated a million dollars to the NWAACP, yet they still were taken to task by people. But the words they've used, I actually uh, made a little note Does of what they, they were got saying.
1: Married there, they were aware of the history of the place because they don't keep it a secret, do they? No, they I think protest. they just saw
3: a nice venue on, on Pinterest right. and thought, well, that's great. But mm. now lots of people are saying, look, former plantations, you must never ever even consider getting married there. And I'm just wondering, how far do we have to go back? Maybe there was some some slave labor when I built my house in London. Maybe someone got injured and hurt. It's possible. You know, how far back do we now go oh. where we try and rewrite things? And my fear is perhaps you know, people can get married in this venue. This venue is no longer a plantation. This venue actually commemorates the terrible slavery that happened there. So the battle is won. You know, the, the, this place has has changed. There was a black person living in the White House. So these I feel like there's a lot of arguments going on about silly things here when the big picture is forgotten. But I have to just read you their apology really quickly. They said it was... That they were deeply and unreservedly sorry. It's impossible to reconcile. It's a giant effing mistake. They have to repattern and challenge lifelong social conditioning, and they feel ashamed. They've let themselves down. They need to be informed about how deeply rooted systematic racism is. They literally found a nice Reddit wedding yeah. venue
1: and got married there. Is they really going to have a ritual burning of the wedding pictures. I, just, I mean, if you have such no, things. No, no, they had
3: another ceremony because they wanted. They felt so guilty about oh, the so they've got, they've, they've old so, one. So they've actually that they had, had another, another ceremony at home. And I just, I can't, I can't oh. bear it any longer. Because we' missing of separation. The
2: point it's just it the yeah. degrees of separation are just increasing abstract. So this guy, the the labor um, leader, he said that um, talking about Thomas Rhodes, mm. well, we would ne- have never named a road a, a road after him or a street after him if if we were naming the roads today. Even though, of course, you know he lived before Caesar yeah, wrote, right. so it's it's abstract in the opposite direction. He couldn't possibly have known who his nephew was going well, exactly. to be. I mean, and what are they supposed to do? Cut off their own bloodline because you know everybody's guilty by association because also, somehow they profited from. I it. mean, it's we, pretty
1: bad news for Adolf Hitler's dad, isn't it? Because presumably they're going to find wherever he was, or his great whatever, uncle whatever in he instance. did, um, and whatever anybody's got to do with anything that he had anything to do with. I mean, it's just mad, isn't because it?
3: Any association at all, and the irony is, and as I was saying, we're now talking about. Things that happened hundreds of years ago, which was valid, that
1: you know, perhaps that should be a conversation. Yeah, we need to What's know that happening? it happened. Today. Yeah, but also, th- these people who want to not mention slavery or to, you know, disassociate themselves from it. I mean, I don't feel as if I'm associated with slavery. I had nothing to do with slavery. right? No. However, I'm glad that I know that it went on because it's an important part of where we all came from and an important part of what we all know about the history of the Western world and, you know, things that were done which we wouldn't do now. But there's no point pretending it didn't happen. But you,
3: know? you also can't rewrite things today to suit what should have happened no. back then And the irony, of course, with, with, with this story is we're not talking about racism today, we're talking about what happened hundreds of years ago. The irony with Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, we're talking about two privileged white celebrities mm. rather than racism, right. which actually is the total antithesis of what we're supposed to be trying to do all, isn't it? Well,
1: speaking of which, you've got Prince Harry, who normally would be in Plank of the Week, but I'm going to give him a break this week, but he almost made a very late entry because he's done an interview uh, with somebody over in America, some human rights um, activist, um, in which he has basically said that we all have to be better people, that we all have to improve ourselves because, you know, we don't feel uh, that we're doing enough to make sure that we root out at all times, you know, institutional racism. Now, he's the only person in that conversation who has had to apologise for using a racial slur against one of his fellow candidates at, uh, at Sandhurst when he was training to be an army officer. An
3: outfit in your wardrobe, he did do? also
1: wear one, an Nazi outfit, which I also haven't worn. No. So he's telling me, basically, to, to clean up my act when I haven't done anything wrong. Do you think Harry or Meghan
3: might give an interview or do a video soon where they just talk about how their life is quite nice? No.
0: No, no because it's not just, because they're only just surviving. <laughs> Don't they're, forget, only just, yeah. they're only
1: just surviving. But I mean, the, they, the
2: irony is, of course, though that when they're they're sort of distracting themselves with all of this stuff, like we've seen, you know, today. I think it was a Sky News journalist waving at the migrants coming across mm. the Channel, and the, you know, they they'll talk about you know the the buildings that were built off of the proceeds of slavery and, and and cities that have profited from slavery but none of them want to talk about how Serco is profiting from the human trafficking no. on the other side of the channel no exactly
1: <laughs> isn't that interesting funny enough Serco don't want to talk about it much either but um let's get your first nomination oh, Christo right. well um
3: it, it's sort of tied in a little and I do this with a heavy heart because I do think there is a debate to be had around stop and search. I do think it's credible to ask those questions about why people might be pulled over in their cars, whether there's any kind of profiling Mm. going on. I think that's all valid. But Dawn Butler, MP, unfortunately this week does have to come in for some plankery. And the reason is because if I was an MP and I wanted to expose this terrible situation with stop and search, I would make sure, damn sure, that the example I put out was a terrible example of racial profiling and stop and search. And sadly, I don't feel that Dawn Butler's video was that. I feel that quite the opposite, in fact. Actually, you're right. And also, in the Sky News video, so she put out a tweet saying, "You know, that that, you know, watch this space." You know, interaction with police coming, which I also felt was a bit misjudged, like it was, you know, uh, breaking news kind of thing. Then. She released the video and went straight on Sky News afterwards and gave an interview saying how aggressive and how the situation was escalated by the female police officer in the situation. But the video doesn't show any of that. The video shows a very pleasant interaction from the police. And it's only a small portion of the bit that she filmed, isn't it? Absolutely. And, And again, if I was an MP, bearing in mind what's happening at the moment with... The police and attacks against the police on the rise, bearing in mind the horrific situation we had with PC Andrew Harper and the verdict that came a couple of weeks ago. I think we're at these sensitive times when it comes to the police force. And I think that an MP, if you're going to write or give an interview and say that an officer was unpleasant or escalated a situation, you better make damn sure the video you put out shows that. Now, what I think would have perhaps been a better judged, and obviously the body cam footage on this might expose that, that we're wrong or she's wrong or whatever, but certainly with what she posted, that, we? well, I think the police have requested for it to be released, but yeah. the police have, yeah. because I think they are a little bit irritated by this idea mm. that it was unpleasant or that the female officer, as Don Butler said, escalated the situation. And I think what would have been better judged would have been to have put out a tweet saying, just being pulled over, great interaction with the police, very, very polite, yeah. I will be asking the questions about why my registration was checked. And mm. I think that's a valid question, yeah. to say, why did my registration be oh, put she in? She could
1: have done it in a very different way, because once she saw the video, she was laughing, she, she looked like somebody who was actually rather happy that it had happened. Well, she certainly didn't person look person unhappy. Was there with
0: her yeah. I mean, like, for like I, I, I had this wrong. idea in my head
1: that maybe she's been driving around for weeks, waiting to, for someone to pull her over, because you know, uh, <laughs> finally now somebody has, and she seemed pretty pleased but also the the only interaction that I heard with the female police officer was from Dawn Butler,
3: when Dawn Butler was actually quite rude to racing yeah. to her, yeah. saying, "Don't, don't patronise me." When I didn't right. feel that mm-hmm. she'd been. Um... If any
2: if anyone was escalating the situation, looked from the video that Dawn Butler yeah, published yeah. that it was her. Um, it was completely irresponsible because she's putting that. I mean, the police officer looked like he was being perfectly professional and mm. polite, and now she's plastered his face all over the internet along with accusations of systemic racism. That's something that's um, you can't prove that wrong once it's been said. That mm. sticks and that poor police officer who was just trying to do his job and possibly I, I made an honest mistake. Agree. And I
3: completely agree. And if you're going to try and have this debate, it needs to be a proper example, not an example that we look at and say, well, actually, that was quite reasonable. Now, I'm sorry to have to say this, and I'm I'm someone who really feels that these debates need to be had, but we, we cannot have a situation where when a black person is pulled over, it's immediately presumed it's based on racism. You know what? Sometimes black people, white people, all different skin tones, all different sexualities are going to be pulled over and it's going to be really irritating and it might be a mistake. I would love the police to admit it to being a mistake the way they did with Dawn Butler in a perfectly polite way. But that does not necessarily always mean that it's racism. And I think we just need to be careful when we say that.
1: But also you can see from the reaction of all the lefties uh, precisely what they think of the police as. And I think it was quite irresponsible of her to kind of brand the police as institutionally racist because effectively she's saying to anyone else who might be pulled over by the cops, don't put up with it. Yeah. Just, just you know, give them some flack, give them some uh, give them some, um, some stuff back and, and tell them you don't think you should have been pulled over. David Lammy said that his thoughts and prayers were with her. You know, um, Ash Sarker said, you know, oh, I'm so sorry this has happened to you. Are you OK? Owen Jones, you know, mm-hmm. solidarity. I mean, you know, it was a, it was a routine traffic stop. Nothing happened. She wasn't arrested.
2: You think, didn't he just enter her registration number incorrectly yeah, yeah. And, and and thought that it was registered and in Yorkshire? And
1: as I said, it was yeah. Basically, I think he got a digit
3: wrong or something. And fine, ask the question: Why was my number? Why did you need to check my number? Perfectly valid question. But you can't tie that into an immediate presumption of racism. But most importantly here, this is not the reaction and the actions of a government in waiting, of a minister yeah. Yeah. in waiting. And had I had she done it in the way I think I suggested, didn't like it, mm. but actually mm. the police were really responsible. So it's led me to ask some questions. I would look at that and think, that is... Prime ministerial. Yes. That is ministerial. Yes. That is someone who I could vote for. Right. I'm sorry, I can't vote for someone who 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 I think misrepresented the interaction.
1: Yes, it
2: looks like more low grade labour labour activism.
1: Yes, and it's all about her rather than about the actual issue. Yeah, which is the thing. And also the most ridiculous thing I found was that people were beginning to debate the tone of skin of the driver. You know, was he white? People were saying he was white. Well, he looks white. Does he? Ooh, is he mixed race? I mean, what difference does it make? You know, why have people debate even has arguing? The to this point
2: That's and we where should be questioning Yeah. So we're <laughs> now, yeah, we Yeah, instead of questioning
1: an important part of the story, people are going... But we were, on my programme, we yeah. were kind of saying, well, actually, and, and, and I,
3: to believe at face value what she said, that she was the passenger, that there were two black people in the car, I believe yeah. all of that. I just didn't, I was just yet to see a horrific or impolite or escalated situation from the police. And I think that
1: it's irresponsible if you're an MP to say this happened and then put out a video right. where that didn't happen. Right. And she's meant to be a lawmaker as well. My first uh, nomination is Brian Cox, who's a very clever man. Mm. Uh, he's apparently some kind of astrophysicist or something like that, right? And he stares up at the sky. Uh, he was in a band once called D-Ream, who did that awful song Things Can Only Get Better, which became the anthem for Tony Blair the night that he won the election in 1997, which I've never forgiven him for. Terrible, <laughs> terrible song. Um, but... He came out with one of the most bizarre statements I think anyone famous has ever said, for no apparent reason. But it was all around this argument that we've all been having about the migrants and the boats and, you know, whether or not they should be coming here, whether they're asylum seekers, whether they're terribly desperate people. And basically, he said that we should do away with the phrase, the British people, because he was responding to a pretty Patel tweet in which she said something like, we know when the British people say they want to stop illegal immigration, that we have to do what they want us to do. And he basically said that the the British people as a phrase should be banned, shouldn't be used ever again by anybody because it creates division. But then in the next tweet he puts out... Is that xenophobic or is it racist or is it um, it a mixture of both? Because I'm
3: I'm damn sure if you said that about another nationality,
1: you'd be in all sorts of trouble. exactly right. And then, (laughs) funnily enough, in the following tweet that he puts out, he refers to European citizens, right? (laughs) Which actually don't exist. So he's quite happy to keep the phrase European citizen, which means nothing, uh, and do away with British people who actually are a nationality with a British passport. And it's ridiculous. And I double checked with my kids to make sure that I hadn't just gone completely off the scale, gammon mad, you know, <laughs> as I'm often accused of doing. And I said to, to my oldest 15 year old, I said, do you consider yourself British? Yes. Um, do you have a British passport? Yes. Would you say that you're one of the British people? Yes. So I'm like, well, so what's Brian Cox doing? I went to respond to him, found out he'd already blocked me. I don't even know why. But he spent most of Sunday blocking everybody because people are just going what's wrong with you you know but but I just um, again, I'm really sorry, but wait, just,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm really
3: trying because, again, I really consider myself someone. Uh, you know, I always get accused of being like the lefty on talk radio because you know I'd I like to talk about things like equality and, and things like that. So that always happens. But and increasingly, you're quite,
1: I'm a big fan of the European Union, and I'm a
3: quite big fan of the European Union. I didn't think that we should be leaving the European Union, though. I accept the result. Don't shoot me. So, um, having said all of that, though, increasingly I feel that, that a lot of the people who you would consider on my side of the debate. I don't want them to be on my side of the debate. Because again, when you come out with something so moronic, what do we end up talking about? That... Rather than what you were just discussing, there are genuine issues yeah. or questions to be asked right. about migrant crossings, and the question is not should we use the phrase the British people. Right. That is the last question
1: around this story. Stop appearing so
2: much on the British Broadcasting Corporation. Well,
3: I, do,
1: I <laughs> did wonder about that. Whether we would have a problem with the British Broadcasting Corporation. I also went for a little paddle with my dog on uh, Sunday, and I put a tweet out saying I'm just having a little paddle in the English Channel before Brian Cox changes its name. <laughs> you know, because he might prefer to call it le, le, what is it the sleeve? They call it yeah, I think in the France. Sleeve or just, um, or just yeah, the channel it just should be the yeah, channel. It, just, it shouldn't just, have a nationality attached yeah, to it. we can't you know give it any kind of you know gender or, or specificity. Is that discriminatory against well, other bodies of water well i don't know <laughs> it's i don't know rivers, uh, and it's bizarre, might get isn't seas but this is the trouble you know they take these words and they and, you know this whole kind of you know cancel culture because it's now about words that you can't use or words that you can't say it just seems to me to be a remarkable kind of place that we've arrived but at i had the same argument with Leila moran uh, months ago, back when we had the tent down in Westminster, when she said t- to me that she was European, I said, "Well, that's fine, but the European is not a nationality. You know, you can't be European as a nation- as, as, as as your nationality." She so, said, "But I feel European in my heart," <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, that's fine, but fine. on your passport you're British, <laughs> and that's you know basically but you're where we are." To feel that in your heart, <laughs> but you can't say that you're British. Yes. Do you know, can, but I you can say, say that you're
3: European. I know that you know. I'm like I said, passionately love the European Union. Yes. However. I've never heard better arguments for Brexit than some of the people you're bringing up. I know, I know,
4: unbelievable. I'm joining your side. Okay. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
1: Well, let's go for your second one.
2: So, my second is um, Laurie Penny, the journalist. Oh, yes. So, she she put out a tweet uh, earlier this week, I, and I, I put her on this list um, because her tweet is just so confusing. Mm. So, she she said that she um, she was talking about her pronouns, and she said that she it, she. Refers to herself or is happy to be referred to as she, she. in public, right. um, in a professional context uh-huh. um, as a feminist. Right. She said because she thinks that she has worked hard to earn it, and like that she comes. Com- and she that- then compared it to, um, <laughs> or she seemed to compare it to. Um, a PhD so that she'd worked hard and it was like the title doctor to be called she, but in non-professional settings, she prefers they, them. And then she got attacked on Twitter for this. Probably I imagine that some of the attacks I would expect. So when people
1: say that they, them, does that mean if she was sitting here where you are and it was a a professional situation, I would refer to her as she, She. but if I was talking to... But at
2: home she's they, them.
1: But when would I use they, them? So if I'm talking to Christo about her, would I say she... Uh, likes to be called she except for when she's at home when she likes to be called they, they them them so you'd have to if there was someone
3: else at the house you'd yeah. have to say um uh, 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 christo's going to be home at seven what time are they
1: home they <laughs> they what if they're already home what, what time Can you say are what are they going, going out <laughs> what time are you home which would you not i mean why are they yeah. using a so the third would, person you
2: would expect though that because she's she's talking about earning right. being referred to I as see. she. But if you have to earn being referred to as she does that mean that when other people demand that you call them by certain pronouns that you don't have to call them by that unless you feel that they've earned it I, th- I don't know if that's the China reason why just she Can't you just call her
1: by a name. I mean is, is that is that <laughs> uh, not allowed?
2: But so she, she she deleted the tweet in the end and said <laughs> that, that she was confusing. getting a hate for being gendered. amazing.
3: Do you know the point I have is, no idea
1: what any of that means, really,
3: honestly. <laughs> I don't mind if people want to have different pronouns or whatever pronouns they have. There's no skin off my nose. It doesn't bother me. It genuinely doesn't. What does bother me, though, is that there's a lot of mind acrobatics that sometimes needs to be done around this. And people make mistakes or get it wrong or they refer to someone who would rather be a they as a he or a she. That's not a crime. It's not horrible. It's not someone doing it because they are hateful. It's just that it is, as you have just demonstrated, (laughs) as I think Jack Monroe has just demonstrated... It's a minefield, and it's quite confusing. And I think, actually, one, it's one of the most intolerant
1: mm-hmm. um, examples, I think, of where yeah. people seem to All get so I angry. Say, generally speaking, is whenever I encounter anyone on Twitter who has he, him in his uh, Twitter description bio, he's normally... <laughs> I don't, you know... It just seems to work out that way. Maybe I've just been unlucky. You know, But I'm I'm not sure if I can even say that. But they'll they'll bleep it out if it's not fair. But do you know what I mean? Let's have your second one.
3: Oh, Um, OK. I have to... I'm going to need so much time for this. You might need longer for me. OK. Can we talk about Will Norman, Sadiq Khan's cycling guru? I don't want a plank for him. I would like a forest, (laughs) please, chopped up and made into a pile of planks. Because I've come up with London's cycling strategy. Let's close all roads and turn them all into cycle lanes. Yay! Pay me 98 grand a year! That's it. I don't understand. What is happening? But
1: take 10 years to do it, mind you, so that all the people who are driving around can't get anywhere. And
3: can I also do it in a way, please, that isn't a a way of just providing safe and reasonable infrastructure for cyclists. Can I do it in a way, please, that reduces road space as much as possible? Because I'm absolutely 100% convinced there is a double agenda here. Mm. I think it's reasonable for certain junctions, certain parts of our big cities to have cycling infrastructure. I think what would also be reasonable would be to have some compulsory basic training for cyclists, because a right-of-way doesn't always mean safe, but that's another matter. However, unfortunately, the cycling infrastructure that has been designed in our cities and that Mr Norman advocates on his very high salary is a kind of infrastructure which not only is nonsensical because it involves sort of contraflow situations, it involves going the wrong way around Parliament Square, the cycle lane on Vauxhall Bridge Road, you're actually directed into a group of pedestrians waiting at a crossing. So not only is it moronic, (laughs) but it's also, as I said, takes up as much road space as possible so it creates the very congestion Mm. that you're claiming you're trying to solve. Now, these cycle lanes, if you want to have them, if people want them, great. Mandate them. Have have it mandated via an election. Put it in your manifesto. Make the local councils. Because I'm sorry, it is not, in my opinion and in my knowledge, a scientific fact that cycle lanes cure COVID. So why they are being tied to our fight against COVID is well, I'll tell you why. Because, of course, people are worried about COVID. Mm. They've looked at forty-five, fifty thousand 50,000 deaths, rubbed their hands with glee and thought, great, we'll use those deaths to bring in infrastructure that is nothing to do yes. with COVID. Mm. And it is shameful that they would do that. It is shameful what they're doing to our cities. And I'm afraid to say that... The reason I feel that this is being done as well as to create congestion is because they've only got about 10 or 12 years left because we'll all be in electric cars soon yeah. and they need to create as much congestion as possible so that therefore in 10 years' time they can say, well, look, we still need to charge you yes. the, for, for what we charge you for the ULEs. Yeah. We now need to charge you for the congestion, because look at all this congestion, it's not which just they've lo-
1: created. And it's not just London either. Have you seen no. that roundabout in Cambridge that they came out the other day? It's some kind of Dutch-inspired roundabout that yeah. looks the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen you as give far as,
3: way as a driver. You approach giving way to pedestrians on the pedestrian crossing. You then sort of inch forward, and then you've got to give way to the cyclists passing. But it's Before got then you like, can all these the white roundabout. lines.
1: But it's got white lines everywhere. I mean, if you look at it, the, was an aerial shot of it, and it literally looks like some the creation of a madman, yes. you know, who's just been drawing loads and loads of things on a spirograph. It looks like a spirograph uh, pattern. You have to give way as you leave the roundabout for pedestrians and cyclists. Thereby so you
3: stop on the roundabout. The object of a roundabout. Yes. <laughs> well, this is the
1: thing. Also, if you've ever been across Black Friday bridge at any time recently, Mm. Um, particularly in the dark, it's incredibly confusing because there's lights everywhere which don't really apply to where you are. So, like, you'll see a green light that's sort of there, and you go, oh, I can go, and you, oh, and then somebody goes that way yeah. across you. If
2: COVID has taught us anything, it's that even in supermarkets, we yeah. can't handle planning. You <laughs> no. know, like one way arrows, but oh, no, somebody's lead you coming into back, back the other way. Oh, i forgot
1: the margarine <laughs> round, <laughs> and round and
2: round and Two arrows pointing yeah. at each other.
3: But the, the other thing is as well, you know, if, if it had been really well thought out, people had had had, had come up with ideas. There were so many ways. The Blackfriars Bridge cycle lane is a mm. really good example, mm. actually, of one that gets used, but then probably after about half past nine, one cyclist yeah. an hour. Yeah. Now, why there couldn't have been, we've got these bollards, why couldn't they have made smart lanes that came yeah. up from the road yes. so that the cycle lane mm-hmm. is a, a segregated cycle lane too intelligent. just... For, uh, for the That's peak time hours. rest. Of, well, why does the rest of the day, the same has happened with the congestion charge, yeah. by the way, as well. That's been doubled in the length of time. It's gone up by 30%. Mm. And again, can you please tell now me... Now it runs until 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, can you tell me how someone driving into town at 9.30 on a Sunday night being charged £15 cures COVID, please? Yeah, it doesn't. Of course it It really doesn't. And it is profiteering Mm. from a pandemic. And it is Mm -hmm. shameful that these people are doing that. It It is. is.
1: You're absolutely right. I mean, Jamaica Road, which is where I come in from, which is kind of from Greenwich into into London Bridge. um, There's points at which the the cycle lane, if you're going um, east, goes from the left hand side of the left hand lane. So the right hand side of the lane coming the other way yeah and you have to cut across a traffic light and pedestrian crossings to get there so all these cyclists come up to this light here and if they know what they're doing they have no idea where to go yeah and they kind of get halfway across the road and stop and you're it, kind of going this is it's like a madman's and, done and it. you want me as a
3: car driver to now get on my bike and actually just abandon every yeah. single piece of common sense i learned as a car driver yeah. and now go on the opposite side of the road contra flow wrong way down a, a roundabout yeah. a bridge? I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. No. So you're discouraging me from cycling. You're
1: not actually making me want there to. There are already enough
2: deaths from
1: knife crime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it, it just I doesn't mean, make sense. Heaven forbid they should actually try and address anything to do with knife crime. I mean, you know, that was coincidentally, was it not? Uh, one of the things about Dawn Butler's experience and her story on the Sunday came the day after a kid was stabbed to death in broad daylight in the middle of Oxford Street. And everyone's talking about Dawn Butler's... I think, I think the mayor uh, is
2: too busy with his um, his... Commission for the Diversity in the Public Oh yeah, realm and he's nonsense. changing all the
1: street names, isn't he? Because they were all made up <laughs> by Victorian slave but,
3: but the point is, the police actually, during the stop, say they're looking for, I think, uh, uh, guns or, 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 or drugs yeah. as well. And one of the things that is happening is that, as you will know, um, a lot of people are coming from the north or various other parts of the country to come down mm. and, and to deliver ammo, to deliver guns and yeah. all those sorts of things. So if a Yorkshire plate comes up, it would seem reasonable just to check whether that was something suspicious was happening. Isn't that what we want our police to do? (laughs) Well, quite.
1: That's exactly what we want them to do. Um, Another organisation we haven't heard from for a while, actually, because the one good thing about COVID is that these sort of eco-planks, as I call them, have (laughs) remained relatively quiet. But unfortunately, Extinction Rebellion popped up the other day. They're not the main ones I'm going to name today. But they popped up the other day and poured a load more fake blood all over the steps of the uh, outside of the National Portrait Gallery, which is a beautiful part of London, you know, just by Trafalgar Square. I don't know whether they cleaned it up You know, these are the same people that sprayed the Home Office with it, I think, once before. You know, these people got anything anything better to do. I mean, you know, for God's sake. But the main ones are the Friends of the Earth. The Friends of the Earth came out with a statement and said that basically they were very concerned about the sea and the plastic in the sea. Because all of the PPE that people are using all around the world is largely made of plastic, which it probably would be and should be. I mean, it's the argument I always used to have with these idiots when they would say, oh, we must ban single-use plastic. Well, actually, in medical uh, places, single-use plastics quite important. You know, you can't keep using the same instruments to operate on different people because they might have disease on them. You can't use, you know, paper straws to suck somebody's, you know, diseased appendix out. You know, you need to use something that's made of plastic. And, a pla- and of course, PPE, protective equipment that people are wearing to stop themselves from dying of COVID, um, is going to maybe end up in the sea. Sorry. Do you know... Do you know what I would love some of these organisations to do? Because what, what is annoying about it is that there's a, there's a
3: grain in that. Like there, there, there is a point in that. Mm. There is about plastic in the oceans. No one likes plastic in the oceans. Why doesn't one of these organisations just say, right, we're going to give £10 million to the first person that will come up with a single-use plastic that's completely biodegradable? Why aren't places like this using capitalism to incentivise those people? Or why aren't governments using capitalism to incentivise people to come up with solutions rather than Mm. banging everyone on the head about the problem which... You and I, and you as well, can't just solve by not using a couple of bottles. But what governments could do, what governments around the world could do, could use our economic and political systems to actually incentivize.
1: Yeah. be I know but it also to capitalism
3: been... ruins, ruins the environment, but it would be capitalism that gets us out of it. Yeah, well, exactly right.
1: But also, what about uh, a, a bit of research? I mean, I think there's, a, there's some kind of um, company which has developed and devised some kind of enzyme that eats plastic, yes. right? Mm. That kind of thing. You know. Well, if you can do that, then you know, multiply it. Make sure that's the best way to dispose of it. And no, away you I go.
2: Imagine these—they're the, they're the, probably part of the same crowd that thinks that science is white supremacism and that no, capitalism is evil. So, yeah. probably well, that right is the that problem. Is all these groups? Go when you
1: cut right down into the middle of them, they're always run by some mad anarchist mm. who doesn't want us just to stop flying altogether. He just wants there to be no planes and he wants you to live in a cave and eat turnips
0: for the rest of time. You're right, and
3: actually, when you drill down, the point is, again, and this brings me back to my point about Brexit a little, actually, is that when you drill down to a lot of these organisations where you agree with the principle, who doesn't agree with the principle of maybe cutting down on their waste? Who doesn't agree with the principle of equality between the races? But when you look then drill down some of the groups well black lives matter oh uh, just coincidentally they'd like to abolish capitalism oh extinction rebellion just coincidentally they'd like to abolish capitalism (laughs) they all end up being these sort of crazy marxist communist groups and you think well actually that's nothing to do with the equality message but but they're all terribly
1: good at raising money i mean they make a fortune I yeah. mean, whoever has come up with this great communist anarchist plan to destabilise capitalism is making rather a lot of money out of it <laughs> yeah. because they get all this money from stupid rich rock stars who hand them over sort of, I think it was that guy from Pink Floyd um, who handed uh, Extinction Rebellion something like two million quid, just wrote him a cheque. So, that ironically, <laughs> they could end up being the perfect model for a capitalist organisation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely
2: eventually right. Eventually, they'll get their communist state and they'll they're, remove yeah. the mask and it will be the sort of hyper-capitalist right. dream. So and it'll be
1: Napoleon standing there <laughs> saying, you know, some people are more." equal than others and so you'll be going oh yeah I remember reading that somewhere um, what's your final nomination
2: so my final nomination is um, Christine Jardine oh, yes. I think that's how you say her name Good friend of the show um, against someone someone that I think probably most people have never heard of so she's the Lib Dem equality spokesperson right and uh, she has called or she's putting forward a motion at their conference in uh, I guess next conference? month apparently they I are. suppose they don't really need a conference um, hall for this. So so taxi. Taxi.
3: There's only 11 <laughs> <people>. <laughs> Just,
1: just, just, <laughs> just <laughs> a, in a bus <laughs> it's, it's a, a, a big Uber. Yeah. <laughs> All it is. So
2: yeah, she's she's calling for um them to investigate the British Empire. So she's inv- rather than buying a book and doing right. what they usually say, you know, educate yourself, right. read a book. She wants an investigation an into investigation. the British Empire and mm. its legacy.
1: I wonder who they could get to uh, front that up. Maybe she get Ed Davey to do it. sorry Sir <laughs> Ed Davey because he's got nothing else to do. So what like an inquiry, like a proper yeah. sort of like, or a, like a sort of like the Chilcot
3: inquiry. Yeah, like the McPherson report. Yeah.
1: But, they're going to find find it a bit difficult to get any witnesses, on not they?
3: Well, I was just going to say. I mean, who are they going to ask to come and appear? Who? How They're are going they going to
1: raise Cecil Rhodes from the dead? And okay. <laughs> <the> c- c- <laughs> First get The, and or get first the best and first order of business: out of the, the, yeah, the, the yeah. decide
2: what to do with all of their ancestors. And uh, by yeah. the
1: way, speaking of Ed, Sir Ed Davy, weren't they supposed to be having some kind of leadership contest? I thought they meant to be having that. Oh, I don't know. Because I'm if sure that they were having debates. Happened. We just didn't notice. Yeah, Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they were having like those yeah. kind of final, yeah. late stage debates between him and Leila Moran. But nothing seems to have happened. <laughs> they, booked, they booked the cab for it, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> social distancing. Didn't turn up.
3: I just, again, why? Just why? What what will be the conclusion? But also, yeah, what would be the conclusion other than it was terrible and we shouldn't have probably done a lot of the terrible
1: well, well, things that we I'm did? Seeing, maybe they would conclude actually it wasn't so terrible. Maybe they would conclude that it wasn't. I don't think for that's the... on the cards. Oh, think... They
2: wanted to um, look at the the wrongdoing, and I think it was. Oh, so um, what you mean? What, you know, like the effects on rights and do so on. Like do you mean they prejudged? You the mean uh, of the know, inquiry? Yeah, exactly. But apparently, what mate. they want to do though is, you know, it's, this is very extinction rebellion as well. They want to set up a citizens' assembly. Oh, you know, great. Can, Because you know, what, when you when you get down to it, it's always it's <laughs> all be the well, it's always a
1: citizens' assembly because they can't win any elections. I mean, that's why all the people who never win elections want citizens' assemblies because. They, the they, they, they want they want these citizens' chargement. assemblies
2: to basically decide which monuments and things that we should it's a bit like Khan's Orwellian Commission, but they want citizens assemblies that decide. You know what we memorialise. Yeah, and because that kind they, of they, thing. They, oh, I forgot to tell you a thing.
3: Do you remember um, on Twitter the other day? Of yeah. The fact they started that in London now yes, they're yes. reassessing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this is what I was saying. All the streets.
1: She's claiming that all the streets were named in the Victorian era, which isn't true. Apart from anything else, Pudding Lane was not named in the Victorian no. era. it was named before the fire of London. That's why it's in the book about the fire <laughs> of London. You know, it wasn't actually named by somebody after the Fire of London, for But the facts, the
2: facts don't really matter to these people no. because they still wanted to pull down um, Robert Peel, mm. going back to policing. Yeah. They still wanted to pull down Robert Peel, even though it was actually Robert Peel's father they the had a problem peel. with. They yeah. got the wrong Peel, but they said, no, pull him down anyway.
3: Yeah. But there were parts of the empire that were terrible. There were parts of the empire that were not so terrible. There were some things that we did in the past that maybe as a nation we should question. There were some things we did in the past maybe as a nation we should be proud of. I really don't see... What other than acknowledging, inquiry, just, <laughs> just, just <you>. write that <laughs> down. <Thank> send <laughs> it to uh, what's the face, Christine. Oh my God, i
1: <laughs> And just say that's it. There you go. There's your answer. You I'll be an elected leader with that. Save inside. yourself, save yourself <laughs> a load of money. Christo sources it for
3: you. I just, I, I, feel like, and again, I keep saying this point, but we're so concerned with what happened back there and fiddling around with it. Mm. The racism today, hello. You know, homophobia today, yes. hello. Now, I really,
2: I really can't get over the fact that this, these the same people who are you know fixating themselves on street names and statues just don't seem to care at all about modern slavery issues. Mm. They don't care about the incentivising of these human traffickers that are probably right. pumping all of the, the they're, they're, I mean, it's something like 20, 22 billion, I mm. think they, that these traffickers, the estimate is that they will have, um, million that they will have made yeah. since the beginning of this year. Yeah. That money is probably going into things like sexual trafficking and modern slavery yeah. and these people are talking about street signs. Exactly, <laughs>
1: oh, no, It's okay. quite remarkable and also they didn't care about the Leicester uh, sweatshops. They didn't care about the, the sweatshops in China or in Pakistan I mean every time there's a World Cup I used to have a friend of mine who's um, um, an an Asian journalist and every time there was a World Cup we'd go and do the same story the same place in Pakistan where they make all the Nike football and they're put together by kids you know who are paid nothing you know know, And every single every four years nothing nothing changes but you know in in years to come in, in
3: 100, 200 years time there are going to be, there's going to be a new Mike Graham, if you're not in, immortal, yeah. sitting and doing his plank of the week in years to come. And they're all going to look back and say, Do you know, in the year 2020, they had all these terrible social problems and they all had these awful things that were happening and all this modern slavery of the type wouldn't be modern then. And, um. But they were all worrying about what happened in 1700 yeah. and all this terrible thing happening. And we're right. going to be judged in the
1: same way as the slave sorry, owners sorry, sorry, of years to, ago. Sorry
2: to mention the sinner, but it's a little bit like Sir Francis Drake playing balls while the Spanish Armada yeah, it, yeah. is coming in. It
1: really is. It's quite <laughs> extraordinary. Well, my final one, going back to the uh, migrant issue, is Gary Lineker, who hasn't appeared on Plank of the Week for a while. He's, he's been on it a few times, it has to be said. Uh, because he can be very plankish. But he's also a a massive hypocrite. You know, he's another one that's blocked me, by the way. So I only saw his tweet because somebody sent it to me. Um, But he put out one of these tweets the other day, making out that he was, you know, Lord God Almighty, the man with the softest, compassionate heart in the history of the world. And basically saying that, you know, all these people that hate foreigners... You know should really look hard at themselves and should be thinking about welcoming these poor desperate people to our shores and if we can't welcome them here then what is the point of being a country you know it's another one of these kind yeah. of you know bleeding heart liberals gary lineker who makes what 1.8 million or something out of the bbc every single year um who well, makes, uh, sorry I'll, could i rephrase that uh we that. yeah yes. thank you we pay. pay <laughs> another guy another one like brian cox paid for by us right But it's just all this virtue signalling. I actually had a Tory MP on. He said, listen, I've got a message for Gary Liddick. If he wants to give me his postcode and all his details, I'll be happy to send him a few migrant workers to go and uh, hang out in his house, because I'm sure he's probably got a few spare bedrooms. But of course, it's like Lily Allen when she went to Calais to apologise to all the asylum seekers on our behalf. And I was like, well, you're not apologising on my behalf. Thanks very much. It's nothing to do with me. Um, But they do this thing where they've all got this kind of secret society where they pat each other on the back and say, look at me. Look how, you know, sort of kind and compassionate I am. And what a good guy I am because I don't hate foreigners. Because they're accusing you of doing something that isn't true. They're basically saying if you're being critical of the government and you don't think these illegal immigrants should be allowed to come here, somehow you hate foreigners.
2: It's yeah. odd, isn't it, how they, they, they don't seem to realise that they're in... Or maybe they do, but they're don't. They, you know, they it's, they're in their little bubble yeah. and, and they don't seem to even... Maybe they don't care. Maybe they just think that the majority of people in the country are raving, mouth-foaming ra- yes. racists. But, you know, why, why, like, why are they still doing it? I know. We're all so tired of it. Right.
3: <laughs> so much we've spoken about today is actually demonstrative of something that we've lost and that is any kind of nuance yes. in mm. debate. Or just common sense. Do you sense? know what? You can care about asylum seekers finding safety, as well as not wanting people to make that journey. I'm one of those people. I don't actually think that we should be promoting the criminality behind those journeys, and that's that's the thing actually that I think is a really important point. There are criminals making a fortune.
1: But this is what I'm saying. All these so-called humanitarians who are for the arrival of illegal uh, immigrants onto the shores of this country and then the housing of them—they're actually propping up organised crime. Well, yeah, absolutely. And it's the organized crime element. I think if you
3: are, uh, you know, I've got to, you know, stake a bit of a claim here. in as much as, you know, the partner, the love of my life I have uh, 25 years ago, left Syria, moved to America. His family had the foresight to know what was Mm -hmm. kind of happening there, worked. Uh, you know, works for International Rescue Committee between London and New York. So he's made a really good contribution to society. Mm. So I have to be honest, when I look at this debate, I do so a little bit through the eyes of for, for just for a, uh, a chance of fate, my partner could have still been in that country when it started to, to to fall apart. So I do have that that sort of tinted view when I have this conversation. So I do think we need to have a conversation about Trying to provide and taking our fair share of people who are
1: genuinely in need of asylum. I yeah, don't that's that phrase, our fair share. Why? Sorry. I don't see that we have a fair share to take. I'm because sorry I that they're having in a bad time. No, no, no. Lots no. of other countries no, no, who no, don't no. take I don't get, as Yeah, but many. I don't care what other countries do. The bottom line is surely. If you live somewhere that happens to have gone horribly wrong, you know there's an international effort that can be made to make that place better. But it's not for every other country in the world to suddenly go, oh, we'll just come and live here then. No, I'm not saying
3: every country in the world says to everyone doing that, but I think it is a response. No, because lots, you know, there are lots of other countries around Europe, France, Germany, as you know, took a million migrants a few years ago. We don't do anywhere It's not going terribly well, is it? No, it isn't. It's probably the reason we left the European Union. The point is, I'm saying, is that, that I do feel, if you have this debate, it needs to be alongside a debate about how we can because also if they knew if people knew that there was perhaps a safe and credible way to get to the UK, that would might
1: perhaps reduce the demand of some of these criminal gangs yes. as well. So But there is a safe and legal way to get here, but they don't wish to use that because they'd rather come illegally because that way and it's a lot easier. do. presumably
2: a lot of the people who are coming over illegally are the ones who are economic migrants yeah. who can mysteriously well, that, afford and, and, the £5,000 to pay to the traffickers. Exactly. And we should be trying to find out where that money is exactly. coming from. That's another question exactly. that journalists don't seem to and be that's
0: interested a, in. And
3: that is a, a, a huge problem, and mm. that is why my concern is there are people who need help, and we're not... Uh, uh, we're not a selfish society. We've got a really good history of helping people who need we it have. when they need however, it. Yeah, but however- but I, I worry that some people aren't genuine who are, who are trying to come and it is just profiting in... Uh, these criminal gangs, but that doesn't mean we should just close down the debate about whether we should ever bring anyone. i never anybody. about we're closing we're, down the debate. There
2: will be no, I know people who not. are coming here through the legitimate routes. Yeah, I mean, we there just don't hear about them because yeah, I mean, they're not are, turning up on don't the don't
1: Coast. I mean, forget about the illegal immigrants who are coming on boats. I mean, there are plenty of, there are plenty of legal immigrants who are coming through the system uh, who come here every single day of the year. And so, you know, it's a nonsense to say that these are the only people Uh, who are coming to Britain. There's loads of people coming to Britain. I'm not saying
3: they're the only people that are coming to Britain, but I think it's a slightly different story if you're attempting to sort of claim asylum
1: in yeah, but the asylum seeker laws were set up in very different times, right? We are now looking at an entire sort of continent, practically, of people who don't like where they live because their places have become lawless. Uh, and I'm not going to buy it that we made them lawless because we did not make Syria lawless at all. No, I, right? and, and I don't. But think We are responsible
3: is, for every problem that's no, happened there. No, I do not buy that. And, they,
1: and therefore, we don't need to feel guilty in some way that we should help anybody. I just don't think we should help the people in this country before we help anybody well, I else. I think
3: we've got, well, why, why can't we? Isn't there an argument to say that we could try and help both? No, there Why? isn't.
1: Because then we have finite resources and we're a small country and we don't have a lot but of
3: room. We are the sixth or seventh wealthiest country in the world. So I absolutely accept. Well, I we don't won't be think, for much longer if we start giving think, it all away. I don't think that well, we're not going to be giving it all away. And I don't think that it's 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 unfair serious, or wrong That uh, is it is that this <laughs> that, that, funny that it I know i'm it just going to
2: start laughing just to lighten things yeah, I up know.
3: <laughs> so what, i told you i said oh, don't do Gary in because we're going to and i won't be able to keep my mouth shut no i don't think that it is unreasonable for a country as wealthy as ours to take a number of genuine people who are seeking asylum because you know what it's just the nice and right
1: thing to well, do. So I far, absolutely we've get We've taken 60,000 this year. So, you know, I think you're probably getting what you want. But I don't think it's a good idea. I, think, I, I think France is 140 this year. Well, good but anyway. for them. Just they can saying. take as many as they like. You know, I'm I doing, don't live in saying. France. I don't have any responsibility for the French. You're not a European citizen, no, mate. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> just not. Uh, I'm a British person. I'm one of the British <laughs> people. <laughs> you know, one of the British people. You know, as, <laughs> as denoted by Brian Cox. Now, this is where, this is a bit, you haven't done this before. So this is a bit where we whittle down each of our three nominees to one and you choose so why don't you choose your favorite one of emma's um and you can choose your favorite one of mine and then i'll choose my favorite one of yours should we do that all right so tell us what your three are um the Haringey no, guy, how names. we you call him.
2: The Haringey, Labour leader of the Haringey Council, yeah. Laurie Penny what? and Christine Jardine. There you
1: go. So which one of those three would you like? What was, was the Labour leader of the Council? Oh, that was the school, Rhodes. Yeah, that yeah, was the Rhodes, yeah. Him. him. No question. Just him. No yeah.
3: question. We'll uh, like, you know, him the Laurie Penny thing, okay, I don't understand the tweet. The Christine Jardine, Lib Dems, okay. The inquiry into the British Empire that's a bit silly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah,
1: Rhodes... Right definitely, yeah. Right. And and I'll get the I'll get the guy's spelling off you later. Now my three that you choose from, Gary Lineker, Friends of the Earth, Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Brian Cox <laughs> very good choice. And your three um, right. Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, Will Norman, cycling guru, yes. and Dawn Butler for the It's gotta be Will Norman. It's gotta be, I think, because he's very in London. Yeah, guy. I mean, I could go well, Do you want another hour on him? I no, could go on. No, though, <laughs> I've got to Dawn get, got to get friend, somewhere. As much as I love arguing way. with you, I can do it all day. Um, we'll have to do it in the pub <laughs> later. Um, so we've got Brian Cox, the Haringey guy, um, and Will Norman. Mm. So those are the top three. One of them wins. One of them comes second, one of them comes third. You're not allowed to pick your own, are you? Well, you can nominate, and it's about, I mean, it, it can be a majority decision, unlike um, you know, some political parties we can mention. do um, so, uh, I get two votes. Yeah. So don't tell Brian Cox. I mean, I, I would nominate Brian Cox as number one purely and simply because he's British. He works for the British Broadcasting Corporation, as you say, and, um, and he doesn't like the British people. You see, I, I, I would go, I'm
3: sorry, I'm going to still fight my Will Norman okay. corner because I I just don't understand the lunacy that is happening on our streets. And I think someone to use Covid as a cover yeah. for a land grab. No, the
1: only the only um, caveat I would issue to that is that it is a very London centric. You're and player of right. the week is indeed. Uh, I
2: still firmly believe that my Labour councillor is the plan Oh my God, so <laughs> we're in a
1: bad way here. So. <laughs> we really are. Yeah. You we have to draw straws. We've never had a dead heat before. May, Which has never happened. I may happen. be, I may be never willing happened?
2: to make a concession in the direction of Brian Cox, okay. but I still feel no. You no, know, I,
1: I will. I am going to to, to well, release you, Will Norman. If you release Will Norman into the third place, right. Right? I'm going to release Will Norman into the wild. You can then be the you could then be <laughs> the casting vote. All right, I will. I'm going to remove.
3: Myself. So, from, but he
1: still stays as number three. So he Still st- you know. stays as
3: number three. I I do think, whilst I'm annoyed by Rhodes, I think someone who works for the BBC who has his, <laughs> the profile of Brian Cox does not like being called British people. Yeah. I think, and actually, like I said, I think I think that he's got away with something that if he were to say it about another nationality, imagine going on the television, imagine going on the BBC and mm. saying, you know, I would like to to no longer. Uh, use the term um, the Indian people yes. or the French
1: people.
3: Yes. That, that You could imagine or in the TV German centre people. or the former TV centre, there would be people apoplectic, having episodes, vomiting, yes. their heads swiveling round. Right. They wouldn't be able to cope. No. <laughs> no. Be,
1: seriously. And he'd never work again. <laughs> he'd like never Lawrence work Fox. again. Lawrence Fox, right, has mm. told me that he doesn't think he'll ever get another job in television. Oh well, you know you know my what views on Lawrence Fox. I don't really, but I mean regardless of <laughs> Let's that not start regardless that. of that, it's ridiculous, isn't it? That's his job. He's quite good at it. But now yeah. he can't get another acting role because of something he said on question time. Well you're not
3: allowed opinions anymore that no. people don't agree with. And again it's what I say, there's no nuance anymore. It's either black it's or white,
1: no context, that's it. Yes well so there we are Brian Cox is plank of the week well done Brian Uh, you've won another award Uh, thank you very much indeed to my guest Christo Fufas who will be on of course at 10 o'clock every single night I'll tweet Brian and tell him because he's blocked you yes please do do make make sure that he knows very well (laughs) why I'll I'll do that as well and please do refer to me as as one of the British subjects of the country Emma (laughs) Webb thank you very much indeed Uh, we'll see you next week don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel Uh, it's called Talk Radio and we'll be back next week